Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. Fantastic. Huge welcome to everybody who's watching online tonight as well. I know there's a bunch of people watching online, and so I want to say a massive welcome to you. Can we just welcome our online family as well tonight? And... Uh, Pray that you have a great time with us. Uh, Got to say, I love your church, love your pastors. We had an absolute blast uh, in November. It was November, I think, uh, that I was up last for Hilltop Weekend. Just had such a great time with your young people. Saturday night church, it was amazing. Got to meet uh, Pastor Byron and Anne. We just had the best dinner ever. And so, Pastor Byron, if you've been naughty and watching the live stream tonight, hello, we love you. Come on, can we just thank pastors tonight? And uh, such an honour to be bringing the word. And I uh, hope you're resting up and having a great time away. Hey, uh, I, I'm pretty stoked. I was, I was meant to be, uh, I've got to be honest, there's, there's silver lining with every disaster. And uh, I was meant to be up for Planet Boom Conference this week and it got cancelled. But the thing is, my accommodation was already booked on the Gold Coast. Flights are already booked. So I guess I just have to have a holiday this week. So I'm just here suffering for Jesus, everybody, right now. So... Um, <laughs> But uh, no, it's great. It's great to, uh, to be with you guys and so excited to be here tonight. And you know, I actually don't believe in accidents. Uh, accidents, that's not a word. It is now. I'm just going to coin that. I don't believe in accidents. Uh, in that, I think that everyone who's in the room tonight, we're meant to be here. I think everyone's watching online, you're meant to be here. I think that whenever God brings people together, it's for an intent, it's for a design, and it's for a reason and a purpose. So I just believe God's gonna speak to you tonight. I want us to get hungry for the Word of God. Come on, who knows that whenever the Word of God is released, that the Lord speaks to us, He changes lives. Come on, who in the room, who online, come on, is grateful for Jesus tonight. You're here today, come on, because He's been good to you. He's been faithful. He's brought you through every season. He brought you through the first wave of COVID. He'll, be, he'll bring you through the next one. This is the last one in Jesus' name. Come on, let it be gone. All right. I'm gonna preach a word to you tonight uh, that I'm really excited for. The title of my message tonight, if you're taking notes, which let's always take notes, good to take notes. And uh, I wanna preach a message to you tonight. I've gotta I've got be honest with you. It's my second time with you. So by this time, we're family, okay? Which means I'm not gonna warm you up. We're just gonna go strong tonight. I, I wanna challenge you at the outset of a year. Is that cool? I, I wanna give us something that we can actually chew on, think about, and, and actually stir our hearts and stir our faith at the start of this year when it comes to thinking about the kind of people we wanna be and how we wanna live our lives as followers of Jesus in 2022. So I wanna read this to you from Luke chapter 14, verses 28 to 30. Uh, I'll read it to you in the message. You can read it in whatever you want. Uh, but this is, this is what it says. This is Jesus speaking. It says, is there anyone here who planning to build a new house doesn't first sit down and figure out the cost so you'll know if you can complete it. If you only get the foundation laid and then run out of money, you're gonna look pretty foolish. Everyone passing by will poke fun of you saying, he started something that he couldn't finish. I don't know about you, but at the start of the year, I wanna be thinking about the finish of the year. I don't just wanna start something well. Come on, I wanna see God finish what He started in me this year and set my life up, come on, to be everything that God's called it to be this year. So let's pray and uh, let's get into the Word. Father, we thank You for Your Word today. We thank You that Your Word has power. Your Word has authority. And Lord God, I pray tonight that Your Word would be released, Father, that it would change lives. We haven't come, Lord. Lord, to encounter a preacher, to encounter a brand, to encounter a church, 
We have come to encounter the living Christ. So God, would You come tonight? Would You speak to us, we pray, by the power of Your Holy Spirit. And everybody said... Amen. Amen. Well, before we get into the Word, I thought I'd just uh, share a little bit myself if you don't know me. My name is Sam. I am from the greatest city in Australia, actually, Adelaide, South Australia. And uh, yeah, thank you for the one clap coming from the back there for the zero comments online, just the feedback's rolling in right now about that. But I love Adelaide and uh, I love Adelaide so much I've got to escape in January to be here, you know. So, uh, but we do love it. I grew up uh, in South Australia for all my life, grew up in a place called Murray Bridge, moved to Adelaide five years ago and we, we pioneered a church two and a half years ago. Uh, we've got a few kids. We've got Gabriel, our four-year-old, and we've got twins. I've got a little picture I can show you, I think, uh, of our family. We just uh, did a little photo shoot recently. So so this this little guy on the right, that's my little ranger, my little redhead. He's, uh, he, his name is Leo, and he's a twin to the little girl on the left. Her name is Shiloh. Now, when they came out, they were the first size. They were the same size, right? That's how twins work, kind of. They, they come out at the same time. But now he is so much bigger than her, but he literally looks like he ate her. Like, people think our Two, uh, two boys of the twins, but it's the boy and the girl. And then right next to me there, that is Gabriel. He's my oldest son. He is four years old. I've got to tell you a story. We picked him up from, from ELC, which is like kindy the other day. And literally, I had a moment that just melted my heart. Uh, his friend tripped over and the teacher told me that Gabriel laid hands on his friend's knee and prayed that God would heal it. And I'm like... Lord, you can rapture me now. Take me now. I'm a happy man. So that was really cute. Um, so that's my four-year-old. And then next to that, this is, this is the lady of that. This is my wife, Mrs. Hannah Long. She is the glue of our family. I love her with all my heart. And she is literally amazing. And they're all flying up tomorrow. And we're all not going to have a fun, fun time together. So that's going to be great. Uh, I don't know about you. Is there anyone here who loves a good sale? You love a good sale? Come on, where are my sale people at? Like, this is, this is the time of year where sale people come out the woodwork, right? You guys are living for this time of year. Come on, who knows? It's like as soon as Christmas ticks over, it's sale time, baby. Come on, who loves it? Who's, who's a marketplace hunter? Like you love, Facebook marketplace is your domain, you know? Uh, you love, you, you never buy anything for Christmas. You're stingy right up until December 25th and December 26th. Come on, you're the most generous person ever because you bought everything at half price. Come on, who's the person in the room who buys their Christmas tree for 2023 on December 26, 2022, because you are a sale lover? Come on, anybody like that? Uh, I'm not like that. My wife is like that. Um, I, am the spe- I was naturally, I'm reformed now. Like God's done a work in my heart. But when we got together, I was naturally the spender in the relationship and she was naturally the saver. Who knows what I'm talking about? It tends to be a bit of a dichotomy there. So I would, I would be the spender, she'd be the saver. She's reformed me. And by reformed me, I mean she has, she has beat me into submission over the last couple of years and taught me how to save. Like my wife could become a millionaire on 50 cents. She is unbelievable uh, with that. But there's something I figured out when Hannah and I started dating. We'd go out to the shops and we'd go shopping. I love buying clothes. I love that. It's fun. I really enjoy it. And I realised when I met this creature called Hannah, her name was Hannah Prince before she married me. She really downgraded in last name. It's Hannah Long now. It's like, I was considering doing the 21st century man thing and taking her last name. Because I'm like, Sam Prince, that, that sounds awesome. But when we started dating, she was Hannah Prince. And um, I remember we went to the shops together. And, and for me, when I went shopping, I would always let myself be wooed by an item of clothing, fall in love with it, and then check the price tag. Right? Oh, it's a classic grade A mistake when you go shopping, right? It's to let yourself fall in love with something before you look at the tag. 
But when I met Hannah, I figured out there's two kinds of people in this world. There's people who fall in love with it before they check the price tag. And there's people who check the price tag, come on, before they let that thing into their heart. And I, I would walk through Hannah and she would be looking around and she, she'd go to this thing called a sale rack. And I'm like, what is that? What is this thing? Isn't this the place where people go when like, this is the clothes no one wants to buy? And she's like, yeah, check out the tag. You know what I'm saying? So there's some people, right? You, you fall in love with it before you check the tag. There's other people, come on, come on. My sale people, where you at? You check the tag? Come on, before you fall in love with it. Some of you men out there, you're like, this is the most ugliest shirt I've ever seen in my life, but it's $2.99, baby, and I'm wearing it at church on Sunday morning, right? And, and here's the thing, we, we love a good sale because we love the idea of having to pay less for something that it's worth, right? And that's kind of what the start of the year is like in the world. It's a worldly principle that at the start of the year, you're gonna pay less for things than they're really worth. You're gonna get a good deal. But I, I got some bad news before I start the sermon today. Is that okay? You came for some bad news on, on January. What's this guy doing? Bad news is that principle doesn't really apply to the kingdom of God. Even though the things of the world go on sale, I'm gonna tell you today, the things of God actually never do. The call of God on our lives, His call to lead in the kingdom of God, His call to follow Him wholeheartedly, it actually never gets discounted. It never goes on sale. In fact, the title on my message tonight, if you're taking notes, is simply this, off sale. Someone say off sale. See, see here's what I've learned today, is that everyone will see the same price, but not everyone can pay the same price. Society would word it like this. There's like the haves and the have-nots. The ones who have because they can afford the cost and the ones who have not because they can't afford the cost. And Jesus, when He says, I want you to check the price before you build this house, before you build your life in Me, what He's saying is, I want you to check the price before you decide to take Me home. And it's like, hold up a minute, Jesus, are you saying there are like have and have-nots in the Kingdom of God? Are you saying like there are some people who can afford to follow you and some people who can't? I, I don't know. I don't think that's what he's saying today, right? I think what he's saying is when it comes to the call of God, it's not a question of whether or not we can afford it. It's whether or not we are willing. No, there are no have or have nots in the kingdom of God. Come on, thank God today. But no matter what family you grew up in, what job you have, where you're surrounded from, what history you come from, the call of God is upon your life. He wants to do great things in your life. Come on, who's grateful for a God that doesn't look at your background, who doesn't look at your pedigree, who doesn't look at your paycheck, but says, whoever you are, I want to use you. We love that. We're like, whoa, go Jesus. But what he's saying is, no, there's no have and have nots in the kingdom of God. He's actually saying something way worse, far more confronting. He's saying there are no have and have nots in the kingdom of God, but there are will and will nots. Those who will pay the cost and those who won't. And it's actually more confronting because if it was, if it was a have or have not thing, then it would be like, okay, like it's out of my control. I just, I don't have enough to do it. So therefore I can't do it. But a will or will not thing, that's a choice. That's an intentional decision we have to make at every turn in our lives if we are going to continue to follow Jesus with everything or put Him on the back burner of our lives in a world that is desperately trying to distract us from the things that really matter. Can I tell you in this COVID crazy season, don't get distracted from that which matters most, which is the Kingdom of God, the call of God, the plans of God, the purposes of God. Don't let your eyes wander off of what this is really about 
fam, at the start of this year, I want to challenge you. Make a decision in your heart again to put it all on the table and say, God, I am willing to follow you again this year with my whole heart. God, I'm willing to put it all on the table again to say, Jesus, I am following you. The fact is that anyone who has done any good in this world has been someone who stood up in the midst of a generation and a people and a time that said, I won't, and said, I will. It's the I will people, come on somebody, who change the world. I love this, I love this good old tradition, this, this Australian tradition of a garage sale. Who loves a good garage sale? Who knows that there's like, there's certain Australian rules when it comes to a garage sale? Couple of rules, number one, you cannot professionally print the garage sale sign, no way. You've got to rip up a piece of cardboard. Come on, you get a piece of texture and you illegally tape that thing to a Sobe pole and then you know this is a real garage sale. Like if, if that sign looks too chic, you don't even want to go there. It's like the worse the sign, the better it's going to be. And then this is what we all do. You go to the garage sale, you roll up and the person's running it and he's got all the things out on the table and you see something you want, but you pretend like you don't want it. You pretend like you're helping them out by buying it. You're like, oh, well, yeah, would you? I could take it off your hands. I, I, I could take it off your hands for five bucks. And, and you make it sound like you're doing him in a favor, but in your heart, you're like, I want it. I want it. And I want to pay a fraction of what it's worth to get it. And they go, oh, could you do it for six? And you're like, 550, I'll meet you there. And then you walk out and you tell everybody that you got something worth 50 bucks. Come on, somebody, worth $5 and you're so happy about it. And this is what I kind of found with a lot of believers. And can I be honest with you, I sometimes even find it in ourselves. Sometimes we treat God like he's a garage sale God. Like we wanna pay less to follow Jesus than it's really gonna cost us. Like we know Jesus is asking for our whole lives, but you're like, hey, Lord, <laughs> love you, but... I could, t- I could take this off your hands for just one hour a week at church. <laughs> like, I know, Lord, I know, I know you're calling me to forgive that cousin who offended me at Christmas dinner. Come on, somebody. But Lord, would you, would you just take a little bit of passive aggressiveness instead? And you think like you can kind of haggle with God. Like, God, I can haggle the price down on what you're calling me to do. But I got bad news for all the bargain hunters today. God is not a garage sale God. He isn't willing to haggle on what it's gonna cost you to follow Him. And something like Pastor Sam, haven't we paid enough costs? Why are we talking about the cost at the start of the year? Can I tell you, friend, the average things in life are free. That's something you're like, not true. What about love, Pastor Sam? Love isn't free. Love's free. Just love, man. I just, love's free, bro. I just love people, man. It met Christians like that. It's just about the love, bro. I know, I'm gonna sound like they surf 24-7. It's just about the love, bro. And, and here's the thing. Anyone who tells you love is free has never loved someone. But because love will cost you your time. It will cost you your selfishness. It will often cost you your own preferences. Can I tell you, the worst things in life are free. The average things in life are cheap but the greatest things in life will actually cost you the most. I'm parents and three kids, I tell you, it's cost me everything I've got to be their father thus far. Like, this this is kind of how it goes, right? 
But when, you, when you're single, you're like, you know, I'm really selfless. I'm a really selfless person. And when you start dating someone, you go, oh, yeah, like I'm a little bit selfish. Like, that. yeah, yeah. And when you get married, you're like, no, like, wow, like I'm really selfish. I, I'm literally, wow. And, and then you have children and you're like, I'm pretty much, I'm pretty much the devil. Like it's, it's every season of life, every season of life, God is calling you to a higher cost but he doesn't call you to a high cost for no reason. He calls you to a high cost because we are called as believers to live a high life for things that really matter. And I wanna get it in your mind, in your heart at the outset of this year. Don't negotiate down what you're willing to cost and pay to follow Jesus this year. Put it all on the table again at the start of the year. Say, Jesus, I'm not haggling with you on the call this year. No, I'm going all in again to follow you. I love this moment in the Scripture. It's Luke chapter nine and verses kind of 23. I'm gonna read on from there. And this is Jesus. If anyone wishes to follow me as my disciple, he must deny himself, set aside selfish interests, take up his cross daily, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come and follow me, believing in me, conforming to my example and living if need be, suffering or perhaps dying because of their faith in me. What? Jesus, what are you saying? Why can't it be easy? Why do we have to talk about this? Can I get your attention today, church, and say this? This is why. Because there is no rebate on revival. There is no bargain on breakthrough. There is no discount on destiny. We gotta count the cost of a turn of every year and say, I'm taking up my cross again to take a hold of everything that God has, come on, for me. I wanna tell you this year, I feel like the Lord's laid on my heart at the start of this year, three desires that every believer must let go of at the start of the year if we're gonna follow Jesus wholeheartedly in 2022. And I wanna give them to you now. The first desire we've gotta let go of is this. Number one, the desire to sample without sacrifice. The desire to sample without sacrifice. Now, I don't know about you, but I love gelati. I'm all about it, Right? And this, this is what happens to me every single time I go to the shop. You, you line up and then there's someone at the front of the line and they're the sampler. I'm talking about the person who samples every single flavour before they make a decision. In fact, they've sampled so many flavours that they've basically consumed an entire cup worth of ice cream before they even order. And there's like a line of 20 people, they don't care and then they make their decision. It's this idea of, of sampling before you're willing to pay the cost, right? Samplers want to sample without sacrifice because they're hesitant to pay the price. And it can look like this, I'll sample God for an hour on Sunday, but I won't sacrifice my, any of my hours during the week. I'll sample God, maybe, maybe young people, young adults, I'll sample God by raising my hands in worship, but I'm gonna raise those hands in the club a little bit later in the week and see how that goes. I'll sample a relationship with God so long as I don't have to sacrifice any relationships with people. I'll sample God's forgiveness so long as I don't have to extend that forgiveness to anyone else. But can I tell you today, Jesus doesn't wanna be sampled. He wants to be your saviour. There's this moment in the Scripture in Luke chapter nine and it says, as they were going along the road, someone said to Jesus, I'll follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. 
What was he saying? He was saying, Jesus, I'll follow you. But Jesus called him out and said, no, 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 you don't wanna follow me, you wanna sample me. I have nowhere to lay my head, are you up for that? And he walked away. What was Jesus doing? Jesus was sifting out the samplers from the sacrifices. And it's something the Lord has been doing globally in the church for the last two years. See, if you only wanna sample Jesus, you're not gonna make it through this crazy climate that we're living in right now. But if you are willing not just to sample Him for a one hour religious experience, but actually take up your cross as a disciple and follower of Jesus, you're not just gonna make it through this season, you're gonna be impenetrable to whatever may come at life. Why? Because there's a depth, come on, to your relationship with call with God that will see you through. The second thing that every believer needs to let go of as we live this off-sale life is this, number two, the desire to attend without taking action. The desire to attend without taking action. I love this story of the paralytic in the Scriptures. He was a man who couldn't walk. He'd been bedridden for years. And it's a famous story. The Bible says that four men decide to stop, to pick him up, to carry him to this house where Jesus is teaching and these friends, they can't get through because there's a crowd blocking the door. So they cut open a hole in the roof. They lower the paralytic man to Jesus and Jesus heals him. Now, this is what moves me so much about this story is these four men who found this paralytic man, they picked up his stretcher and they took him to Jesus. It cost them time to stop. It cost them energy to carry him. And it costs them their reputation to cut a hole in some random lady's roof. Like, you think she would have been happy about that? We read these stories like, oh, it's fine, you know, cut a hole in a roof. Really? You'd be happy with that? Come on, somebody. No. Why? Because carrying a miracle will always come with a cost. Carrying a miracle will always come with a cost. This is what blows me away about this story. The paralytic man is lowered down through the roof. Jesus heals him. And there's two groups of people in that house. And these same two groups of people are in every house of God as well. There's the attenders and the action takers. See, see the action takers, they got to literally break through that roof and lower this man to Jesus, right? They got to be a breakthrough. The action takers, when you take action on behalf of God, you get to bring a breakthrough. But the attenders, they just got to see a breakthrough. See, see the action takers were on the roof making a sound, cutting that, that roof open. But the attenders, they were just hearing the sound. I don't know about you, but I don't wanna hear a sound. I wanna make a sound. I don't just wanna see a breakthrough. Come on, I wanna be a part of breakthrough. Come on, I don't just wanna see miracles. I wanna be in the thick of the miracle. But that privilege only belongs to those who are willing to say, come on, I'm willing to pay a cost for that to which God has called me to this year. I don't just wanna attend. I wanna take action. And the third desire, come on, that every believer needs to free from their heart I reckon at the start of every year is this, and this is the most compelling tonight, number three, and keys, you could join me, Ben, that'd be great. The desire for Christ without a cross. The desire for Christ without a cross. One of the things I love hearing Christians doing is dreaming, is, is, is believe in God for what's possible. 
And this time of year, it's something we love to do. I don't know if people rag on New Year's resolutions, but I'm all about it. I think anything that gives you an opportunity to reevaluate your life, reevaluate how you're living, step back from it and go, what do I actually want for? I think it's a good thing, right? I love hearing Christians through. I love, I love it when we say, you know, I wanna see revival on the streets. I wanna see people set free. I wanna see broken lives change. I wanna see stadiums filled with people finding Jesus. I love all that. But here's the thing, if we want miracles on the streets, that's gonna cost us our dignity because we're gonna have to step out and talk to people on the streets at the risk of being embarrassed. If we wanna see our businesses blessed, well, that means it's gonna cost us in our industries, because we're gonna have to say no to doing things that other businesses would do that violate our Christian principles. But that's the cost that comes with having a blessed business. Come on, if we want people saved in our homes, then that means we've gotta open those homes and pay a cost to our homes getting messy for people to invade. Can I tell you today, the early church didn't just give an hour to a roster. They gave their lives to revival. And I gotta tell you today, Every Christ-sized dream has a Christ-shaped cross. And if we wanna see an early church revival, we gotta be willing to pay an early church cost. I believe at the start of every year, we gotta take a moment and say, God, I'm giving it to you again. I'm laying my life down for you again. I'm bringing myself to the altar and I'm saying, Jesus, I'm giving you my life again and you do with it what you will. I don't just wanna attend, I wanna take action. I don't wanna haggle you down, God, and live at the minimum level of what it will cost me to follow. No, God, I wanna lay it all on the altar for you again. See, God is looking for a church, for a people, for a heart that not only wants an early church revival, but that's willing to pay an early church cost. A church that lives its life, its call, not to fill a slot on a roster, but to lay our lives down again at the feet of Jesus. I love that we're singing this song today, this this song, Nothing Else. He says, I'm not here for blessings. Jesus, you don't owe me anything. I just want you. I just want you. And maybe you're here today and you're saying, Buster, where's this coming from? Why do you speak a message like that on the cost? I'll tell you, because we preach so much about the call that when the cost comes, people don't make it. But if we sit down and understand that following Jesus is gonna cost us something, it means that no matter what comes our way this year, no matter what cost comes our way, we know God doesn't owe us anything because He already laid His life down. Come on, the greatest sacrifice has already been taken place in history. When those two nails went through His hands, when those two nails went through His feet, He already gave us everything. And all our reasonable response is, is to say, Jesus, I'm not gonna bargain with You. I'm not gonna haggle You. You down. I'm not going to back out now. God, I'm giving you everything I've got because you're worth it all. Church, may we 
become comfortable. May we not become safe. I hate this phrase at the moment. Stay safe. Now I get it. I'm not saying don't. I'm not, I'm not saying cough in people's faces. I'm not saying. I'm not, I'm not saying don't comply with restrictions. Nevertheless, I'm not saying. But we gotta be so careful that staying safe doesn't get into our spirit so much that we start living safe and not following Jesus no more. No, we gotta live brave lives at the altar that say, Jesus, I give it all to you again. I'm not here to bargain with you for a blessing. You already blessed me. So God, I give you my heart give you my life. I lay it down again for you, Jesus. I'm not going to sample you. I'm going to make sure you're my Saviour. I don't just want to attend. I want to take action. And I don't just want Christ. I want His cross too. Because everything He gave me, come on, someone. It's more than enough for me to give Him my everything. And maybe you've been weary by the season that we're in right now in the world and wearied by everything else that's going on. But can I tell you, do not weary of surrendering to Jesus and saying, God, you can have it all here. Tonight, I, I want to give us a moment. Maybe you're online and, and maybe you're here in the room. Can we stand together? I, I haven't come to pump your tires tonight. I, it's not what I felt to do. I felt to give you a moment between you and Jesus to say, Lord, Here's my life again. I lay it down. I lay it all on the altar. I'm willing to follow you, Jesus, come what may. I'm not here to bargain with you because you've already blessed me. I give you my life again. So come on, just for a moment. I wonder if this place, if online, we could close our eyes tonight. If we could take a moment and just surrender to Jesus again at the start of this year. I said, God, I just give it to you. If you wanna come to the altar and surrender to the Lord tonight and just say, God, I just given you my life again. I'm just putting it on the table again. You can go ahead and do that as we sing. But tonight, I just wanna give us a moment of surrender with Jesus. And we're gonna sing this song together, but nothing else will do. Come on, I just want you. And I want you just to take your heart. I want you just to take your life. And I want you just to lay it at the feet of Jesus today and say, Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my life. Lord, if I don't get another thing from you, I already have more than enough. Why? Because you are the love of my life. Come on, let's just sing this together. Come on, church. Nothing else. Nothing else. We worship you. Nothing else to do. You're the one that we want. Give you my family. Nothing I give you my life. Nothing 
give you my business, I give you my school, I give you my social media, I give you my life, I give you my heart, I give you my mind. Take it all again. I give you my future. Surrender to you, Jesus. for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.